for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Back in the habit, Mama Mia, here we go again. Woo! It's good to be in front of the microphone. You know, it's also really good. It's good to be back eating tacos in a public space. Yeah. I was sitting at a table um, eating some tacos, and yeah, maybe they were a bit saucy. What do you mean? Like, not sexual. I wasn't hard. I might have been hard. You could have been. Who knows? But they weren't, like, dressed like that. You know what I mean? Okay. But it was covered in a sauce, a thick sauce. I had a mole one. I had a, conicha, I had a conichita pibil. <laughs> you one. are so fluent so in Spanish. Tasty. And yeah, I think I might have had a like a pile of napkins in front of me. You sure. know what I mean? Whatever. What this happened? Old man comes up to me while I'm sitting eating, and he comes over and he touches my shoulder Uh-oh. and he goes, You really enjoy your food. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's just like, you really uh-huh. like your food, huh? That's good. And then he walked inside and I was just like, why? This is a fat you know, shaming. <laughs> no, you do. You say I look like a hog man. You do get a specific glean, glean in your eye. You seem to be very happy when you're surrounded by food. So perhaps you saw going, that. Yeah. No, I wasn't making any noises. I wasn't going, mm, like, and what about Bob? That's what I'm saying. It's more of an overall physical transformation. <laughs> When you see yourself around food, when I see yourself around food, when I see you around food, you are a different man. It's much like, oh, I hope daddy doesn't come home after the bar. I hope he went straight home from work today. (laughs) But in your case, it's kind of nice because when daddy comes home after the restaurant, he's happy. I'm all happy and I'm actually I'm really fine. But I don't you know, it's just one of those. I see how people get like weirded out about other people watching them eat. Sure. I started to think about like, what was I doing this whole time? a lot of money. You can get a lot of money. Mukbang. Oh, my. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Yeah, you are. Mukbang is what you've got to do. I don't fully understand it, but I have been captivated, not even sexually. No. Because I'll watch men do it as well. You know what I'm really into? I like people who eat a lot of food in one go. I think it's fun. I like big jellied objects. What do you mean? You ever see them eat a big jelly worm? Like a huge one. But it's supposed to look like cock. No, it's definitely not a cock. It is 
it's a sugary But they worm. still have to wrap their lips around it like it's a <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing. That's kind of funny. That is that you think it's funny, which is good. I'm actually yeah, happy funny. that you like think it's funny and then it's like a funny thing, I like it's content, that. like it's humor content. Yeah, sure. But if you did it, there would be senators somewhere jerking off watching you do that. I don't even think there would be senators. I think there'd be a lot of like our beautiful listeners. Well now, that would be touching themselves, watching you throat a giant jelly worm. I've actually accidentally given you a segue to a story that we are going to talk about for 45 seconds. Okay. I am it really is about upset. Chris Chan, and I don't. I am mad at you Do for I, bringing this to my attention. You are. You, I'm mad. You're at me. I'm mad at our beautiful audience for sending me. this. 45 <sighs> seconds begins now. Chris Chan, what are your thoughts on her? Two days ago, I lived in a world where I did not have to know about Chris Chan. <laughs> right. Two days ago, 48 beautiful hours ago, I did not have to think about Forge. I didn't have to think about Chris Chan. I didn't have to think about the repercussions. I didn't have no. to think about her face i didn't have to think no. about her actions but now i know too much about it chris chan when it comes down to it you guys you know what you look it up your fucking selves if you don't know what i'm talking about chris chan is a youtuber get uh, to the point committed incest against her own mother um you should know chris chan's trans chris chan uh made uh made rape on her she raped her mother, mother and then she made a convert then she talked about it and she said that she hit her mother she said the, 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 a term that will <sighs> i listened to the nine minutes so this is how it came out right there was a you nine have, minute release phone really, call i know okay there was a nine minute release phone call that uh chris chan went into the details of what she did to her old mother and there was a sentence that she <laughs> said that is pinging around my fucking head which is i hit her g-spot for the first time it was wonderful she neighed like a horse and there were pictures of her mother and she's just she's just a mom. Yep. She didn't uh, she didn't look like she Well, uh, we'll get there's there's okay. is, is she just to. a mom? Is is she not I would actually I would even say do yourself the the favor, but why I mean, it's not a favor. I started watching the 20 hour oh documentary about Quish Chan, which is on YouTube right now. I started watching it and it's a sad story. It's a sad story all around. Mm -hmm. Uh mm -hmm. Quish Chan might have had enablers that led her to this result. I don't fucking know. It's a massive mess. Everybody is a victim and a perpetrator. It's one of the worst stories I've ever heard, and it can only be made for you mm, so perfectly by the internet. All right, there you go. That's the coverage of Chris Chan. Thanks to that everyone as far as who we're going. brought uh, that interesting. I'm going to go with the word interesting case to our attention. Also, there was a situation involving... Uh, some other douchebag. Uh, he has a, the guy with the pink beard and the blue hair. Yeah, who also, a, just like if you pedophile. just, he is a pedophile. So just be very careful. I don't. I, I so actually sad. read these stories from the perspective of the parents sometimes too, where you're just like, "What you watching?" And you don't know that you're watching your child actively be preyed upon via a YouTube channel. But that's exactly what that dude did. And uh, I feel like I there was know. a there was a period of time that I, I think is still going where they uh, like how we were vaguely raised by television. Like I was plopped in front of a television for a small period but you know of what? time. They, at least there were, and I hate standards and practices, checks and balances, HR, but you know what? In some ways, maybe they did help just a little bit. I mean, I don't know because it, it, I know that there are communities that are uh, important for people to be involved on, on the internet. Sure. But when you're young, you don't really know. Like, I don't think that you actually have the cognizant ability. I don't think you have the ability to decide to choose to be a member of a quote unquote YouTube community. I think that you're put in front of it, which is now we'll see. There's now more and more data showing that uh, screens are really bad for kids like under the age of seven. Like it's bad for their brains. It's well, bad for their uh, like the way they're 
their eyes g- receive information that's bad for the way they think. Here at the Last Podcast Network, our family has welcomed uh, some children. We're we'll welcoming more. Cena Gaznavi. Hero. Hero Gaznavi. But we- that was one thing I was speaking with him about because apparently that's part of prenatal care now. They talk about it like, keep the kids away from the screens. Yes. And that was what was so disheartening sometimes on the on the trains. You see the kids addicted to the in, in, addicted to the little screens there. I say, look around and look at all the art made of human feces. I mean, if isn't you that also, nice for a child's development? But do you see how parasocial relationships they sure. they do happen with adults, right? Like they come and they choose to be part of either a fan community or not. They develop this parasocial relationship, but at least at some point, the the that was like consensual and a choice. Like you chose to be of a fan. Course. You might go. It might go past to the point where you really do think that you're friends with people that you don't know because of this parasocial relationship. But it's kind of on you hopefully you don't bind that uh, that person that you love in a uh, bunch of rope and put a gun to their head hopefully you, you don't t- do that are you telling me i'm not friends with hugh downs from 2020 <laughs> because i've had hugh downs in my brain ever since i was 11 years old and i love hugh downs and yes i thought he was lou dobbs but you know what they're different <laughs> they are isn't different. that interesting but kids can't choose so kids don't know when they see this pink-haired blue beard pedophile talking about the things that they like at them as if they're some long-lost oh. older brother that they they don't know and then because you know anybody who's interested in the things that an eight-year-old is interested in and they're not eight they are not eight or even 11 i'll even give an 11 year old you know because sometimes an eight-year-old they can be into Pokemon. 11-year-olds like, I'm into Pokemon. Let's go Pokey Go. When I was and let's in, go find some goddamn little creatures. When I was eight years old, I was into the I was into World War II information. I was interested in Hitler's time in the bunker. Wow. I was really interested Janitor's in the paranormal. Best friend. <laughs> I was. I used to say, I remember when I first got the children's book to Satanism, because it was back in the day, it was like the satanic panic was like going hard in like the early 90s. And there Wait. were these be books. Be was books. it written by the dark, the dark side of Bill O'Reilly? Is just Bill O'Reilly? but they did a Satanist for kids. They would take these books where I think they were for parents to sit with their kids, to explain to them how to avoid the signs of oh Satanism, how to be careful of the signs of Satanism, what they do. So they but just I told just their loved kids, it. Yeah, because they just told their kids all about Satanism, like the D.A.R.E. program told yes. all of us about drugs. And then you're just like, ooh, that's what weed smells like. Just so I know I don't buy the bunk shit when I'm 14 years old, which also, I did. Can I actually put this out there to the D.A.R.E. people? If you're out there, I actually just ran out of drugs from my suitcase. Could you send me another one? Do we have any reps from Dare that listen? I, I need another so. one of those suitcases. I have no idea. The last little footage of someone doing a Dare presentation, it was a YouTube video and the dude shot himself and I thought that was quite funny. Whoa, like Jeremy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what a Pearl Jam's finest song That's about also suicide what, in that's front what of your Chris whole class. Chan also, the footage also just reminds me of it. Just like Jeremy, but made into a 20-hour story and then somebody's whole fucking life. Okay, well, just be be careful who you listen to and uh, just, you know, if you're red, if the red flags go up, say, oh, that's up for a reason. Mail's in. Oh, what's the letter say? That person's a pedophile trying to have sex with my children. Okay, well, speaking of children, (laughs) you know, we've been talking about this a little bit uh, lately with the Mm. duct taping uh, to the seat of passengers on airplanes who are wilding out. And I once again. Stand by the fine folks of Frontier Airlines and Mm -hmm. whoever else is a steward or stewardess on any of these flights where someone freaks out. I 
want more duct tape because Dude. there's something just redneck un- enough about it oh yeah for me to feel good we are just about to because technically flight attendants are trained to restrain people like they are allowed to restrain people yep. they do believe if it's a matter of, of uh, security of the flight absolutely and which is why this trip when we're going because we're about to go to st paul we're about to go, <laughs> go do a bunch of i'm sleeping i'm bringing duct tape <laughs> I'm bringing duct tape. Okay, but you can't be the instigator. You can't just start duct taping everybody. And be like, I'm just preliminary duct taping everyone because now you're the person acting insane, and now you, ironically, need to be duct taped. Henry Zabrowski, air cop. That's what I'm doing this week, man. I don't give a fuck. No one is getting. No one is delaying us getting oh to these God. shows. I can no see. No one of these fucking assholes are going to stand up and ruin one of our flights so that we can't do a live show. Fuck these people. They're all morons. I can see you walking down the aisle and someone underneath their mask just whispers what's up air pig yeah, and you're like, what'd you call me what'd you call me anyway well this story uh it was a 20 it was a 22 year old dude uh he has been bonded out uh, he was in jail he said he was dehumanized and treated like livestock my parents are worth two million dollars yes so his name was maxwell barry and he was duct taped to his seat 28d to restrain him that's according to a police report the flight was from philly to miami which really should be nothing but good times coming out of the city of brotherly love going into the city of elderly love so the man starts freaking out he spills his alcoholic drink all over his shirt he came out of the bathroom shirtless like he was going to cabo wabo a flight you got to get to Cabo Wabo first. Absolutely. And again, if this was Sammy Hagar Airlines, take the shirts off. The dicks are out. The titties are out. That's they don't allow shirts or whole shoes on Sammy Hagar Airlines. Nor should they. But until you're on that airline, act accordingly. So a flight attendant was like, can you put your shirt back on? Also, you know how small those damn bathrooms are in a plane? Well, he was skinny. He was kind of skinny. He's he's a he's dude, just bro. A dude, he's just bro. an aggro dude, bro. Yeah, but he's, he's, he doesn't even lift, bro. I don't even look at him. He doesn't do. He doesn't look like he's taking any pre workout. He's not protein loading. He's, he's not doing anything. Look at no, that. No, I, I actually disagree with you. He what? doesn't lift, but he does do creatine. Oh yeah, he's, a, yeah. He's that's a, what I've been doing. If you notice, <laughs> that I'm I'm just getting softer yet more cut. <laughs> Yes, so he started to walk around the plane for about 15 minutes, and then he began to get friendly with the second flight attendant. Okay. By friendly, the arrest report says, he proceeded to grope her breasts. Mm, the flight attendant told him That's not friendly. That's the opposite of friendly. She said, sit the fuck down, bro. What are you doing? After a male flight attendant asked him several times to calm down, that's when he started freaking out and telling everyone who his parents are, and evidently there were $2 million. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that that's moving. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess in, I mean Philly. That is that is very, very big money. But honestly, not, it is a lot of money. But it's, it's not his enough money. It's to not his scream money. that at somebody as they're duct taping you to a plane seat. If his parents were there and they said, "I'm worth two million dollars. I don't deserve this treatment," I'd say. No, you still get duct taped to the seat, but okay, congratulations on your success. This is their son. He doesn't <laughs> have the money. He's not even going to get that money. No. He's 22. Oh, yeah, All yeah, that yeah. money That's is going to be gone. It's gone. That money's gone. It's definitely, he's not, it's going to be either wrapped up, because he doesn't understand, that's probably not even 2 million liquid. No, I'm sure so it's 2 not. million, like, it's probably, the house is probably worth, like, a million, right? That's done. That's already, you can't sell, you can sell that house, but I don't know if you're going to make that money back, especially, no. you know, not in this market. Not in the market that we're living in today. So this guy... There were some people who had some sympathy for him because the duct tape restraint was a little bit extreme, but at the same time, it's his not actions that extreme. were warranted. Fuck it, man. You're the, on a ver- you're in a tube in the sky. 
Don't the, keep me going. You're in a tube in the sky. We're trying to get places, okay? America runs on not Duncan, on bullets, all right, and, and pure and duct tape. Pure duct tape, right? Absolutely. You, you, we have to keep going. Everybody's out there. The idea that this one putz can destroy everything, and people are—there's. Did he destroy anything? Everything, or did he make that flight super fun? Now, because he did. you also see the people on Instagram laughing because when he wakes up and he's got the duct tape, kind of just the saliva has has given himself a little wiggle room with the duct tape, and then he says, "Help, help me, man!" And it's just it reminded me this is the 2021 version of the "Don't Tase Me, Bro." It where is. You're but doing now something that you're going to get tased because you deserve it. And you're being an asshole, so you're going to get duct taped. And then watching them whine and whine and whine as if they've never had consequences for their actions before. Because he hasn't. Because he hasn't. And now we got it's, some, and it's kind of nice to see. It's, it's nice to see it play out. Because yeah. sometimes you just got to get punched in the face. You do. And sometimes you need to be duct taped to a seat and publicly shamed. Almost to the point where I think we can eliminate our criminal justice system to some degree. The, the crime is done. This man will be made fun of wherever he goes. And I think that might be enough for him. There should be some social justice allowed. You know I think what I mean? there is. When it comes to, I do believe, you know, I believe in the stockades. I think there should be more public spankings. I believe in dunce caps. I wish there was more of that. But yeah. we just won't get it together, liberals. Um, but I, what do you, I have a question. This is a discussion question. Do you think that because of the increase of chaotic attacks and chaotic events on planes, mm. do you think that it all begets itself? Do you think more people see other people doing crazy shit on planes and then decide to be like, I'm fucking going whole hog just like that other dude did, even though each one of them keeps getting smacked down, getting their heads fucking bounced against chairs and getting duct taped to shit and getting tased? I pray to God this isn't one of those moments where someone's like, no press is bad press. I guess I'll go act crazy on but a they, plane. I'll go viral. I, I do hope believe that's not that the there's case. some of that with um, shooters too. I believe that with mass oh, shooters, yes. they do understand that they get a, an amplification of their message that people pay attention. I don't think these people have pre, I don't think there's a lot of cognitive pre-thought mm. going into them acting crazy on the planes. Um, but yes, absolutely. With shooters, that's one of the most disgusting things ever. And that's why the media coverage needs to be much better of explaining what douchebags those people are. No one to be idolized. This dude, man, this Barry, he, he, he said in a statement, in, in a statement, he said, this will forever be the most dehumanizing experience in my entire life. Yeah, wait till he fucking enters into the healthcare system. Later on <laughs> exactly. Many people laughed and ridiculed me as I was mistreated by staff of a professional airline. Well, my friend, you were not acting professionally on said airline, so you get acted. You get to be treated like the child that you're acting like. And of course, oh, yeah. the flight attendants uh, association is standing by the flight attendants. It got to. And I never thought I would be one to defend flight attendants the way that I am. But at the end of the day, because now we know how hard their job is. We know how hard their job is. And at the end of the day, people keep on acting like dipshits on flights. You know what they're going to do? No booze. That's the thing. They won't let us have and the you booze. Know, sometimes I get nervous. I, I know. Mary. And it's sometimes I get nervous just not about. Sometimes I get nervous about being sober. Yes, of course. Well, that's, like, uh, that's oh, not like, good. I'm just, oh, I'm so like, <laughs> it's like my skin's crawling. It's like my hands are shaking. You know what I mean? Delirium tremens. No, 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 no. I'm like nervous. I'm like scared like I saw a ghost, but instead I'm seeing me not having booze. <laughs> Do you see pink elephants? No, no. I am the pink elephant. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, speaking so of pink elephant. Act appropriately on planes, everybody, please. We're starting to open up and we would just want, we can have this be a fairly smooth transition. We could. We can. Live from your grave. Bebo! 
Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha, Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. This next story is something that I've, I brought up a little bit before. I want you talk about because you found a, a side story along with this that is fascinating. This is all about military tech. Oh, my God, dude. This is some fascinating stuff. This is just a real quick roundup of a, I went down a fucking hole. This this hole, I don't know what was worse. Uh, the be, Between the Chris Chan uh, <laughs> delving into the, the depths of whatever the muck that is Ugh. versus the Havana Syndrome mystery and the uh, the world of neuro weapons this is one of the most fascinating real life um formerly thought to be sci-fi series of events that are happening in front of our eyes dude sci-fi is getting more and more sci every day there is more and more of it it is the and i do believe that there's that's the part of it is we're making the things of our imaginations real on purpose and that they yes. were seeded long ago. And now we are kind of seeing them like first created by authors and cartoonists and filmmakers. And now it's they are adopting it and making it real. Absolutely. I mean, look no further than the freaking straight out of Star Trek Star uh, Space Force. Well, logo. Space Force is just the dumbest it's, it's branding. There. It's still there. They got a bunch of money coming. Well, because now Elon Musk also said he's going to be the first person to put a billboard in a space. You saw I that? Don't, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yay. that's what you want to do? Yay. Come on, Elon. They've learned nothing. <laughs> um, Havana syndrome mystery is a concept that is we covered a little bit last year and it's there's it is more it's ongoing the idea that there was a series of diplomats and CIA ops Oof. in uh, Cuba that were experiencing this weird illness right. uh, nausea disorientation memory loss and it, it seemed to be a rash among like this whole community of people to the point where it seriously affected our relations our newly open relations with Cuba well we're working and obviously Cuba we're not going to go down that rabbit hole there's a lot going on in cuba when it comes to the upheaval of the people and of course the uh, the sanctions on the u.s and just the devastation oh, no, that's been it's uh, um, and it's weird it seemed to be this tiny little testing spot for whatever this would turn out to be so it's for a just while, unfortunate the u.s government thought that it was like a sound weapon because we have been working on sound but weapons. very hyper specific because in cuba there were five very high level political leaders they just died. Yes. And people are like, maybe it was COVID. Maybe that in maybe in this case, COVID is a smokescreen. Who knows? Uh, these, so the idea they first thought this, right? But it turned out they didn't have the residual injuries that would also come from a sound right. weapon. They would have a certain amount of nerve damage, a certain like like tissue damage that would come along with it. So they okay. started to say they believe actually it's this type of neuroweapon. And when the term neuroweapon got Ugh. thrown out, they said this thing and they acted as if it was just this like silly little thing. You know, they were like, oh, neuro you know, weapon. like a neuroweapon. Wow, and, um, and it turns out that it's a thing that they've been working on for 30 years, wow. right? That we have been working on. Uh, and also, I guess everybody else has been working on, which is basically a, a thing that can create, send a hyper specific microwave and tell me if I'm doing this wrong and saying this wrong I'm definitely am side stories lpotl yes, gmail.com and then what it can do create little bubbles inside of your brain that pop and fuck with you right cause an aneurysm perhaps it's essentially and really fuck with you and there's certain people that say that they thought that the Havana syndrome was fake the, the former head of the CIA said that they believe that the Havana syndrome was mass hysteria but the new CIA director this guy William Burns is now saying we're taking this seriously we're really going to get down to the bottom of it but what he is basically that to me that is code for they are going to start talking openly about 
yeah. how China and Russia must have these types of things. Not that we had them first or that. Also, there's a man named Dr. John Giordano, whose whole thing John is Giordano. John Giordano. Like his whole thing is talking about uh, the the burden that the U.S. government has <laughs> to research these horrible neuro weapons because oh. with, no one should have these. No I one agree. should have these. But as long as the other enemies have them, we definitely have to have them. Well, right? of course. And, and that's been the narrative for a long time. In some ways, these, accurate. I went into a, a fucking rabbit hole of speeches by Dr. James Giordano. And one of the things he talked about was these essentially a neuro disease. Okay. You could create a disease that you can spread. You can basically give it to a specific person and it can change their personality. So that they like agree with light? you. Yeah. <laughs> Alcoholism. <laughs> this is That's brought to you by Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but it's that idea. You highly can, su- makes you highly suggestible. Highly suggestible. It can also uh, do the opposite. It can make you highly aggro. It can make you flip out. That's one thing they were talking about. Another thing they're talking about, they, th- they believe that using certain systems that they can, you sit in a room alone, you don't know that there are systems in this wall that are literally scanning your brain. And mm-hmm. it looks for patterns within your brain that come from, he kept saying, thank he, he, Jordan, J- Dr. James Giordano is just like, we just want to say thank you to big data for allowing all of this to happen. Because <laughs> that's his whole thing, is that you using the aggregate of thousands and thousands and thousands of brain right. scans, they could start to figure out patterns in the human brain about how it, it, things spark inside of it. So they could think, they could basically tell what you're thinking and what you know. And so the idea is that they can scan your brain from afar and then use that information against you. And he's just like, we're not really going to get into the ethics of whether or not someone's allowed to not answer a question verbally, but we're allowed to steal the answer from the inside of your brain. That's that's for uh, future generations to decide. Well, you know, what's interesting as well. uh, I just was reminded as you were mentioning this, the U.S. military, they have uh, AI experiments they're growing right now. Dude, they uh, they believe that they can they believe that they think that they're, they're starting to work on a system where they can tell events that could happen two days in the future. Yes, I believe it was two or two or three days in the future based entirely off the algorithms, based entirely off the data. Now, of course, There's humans are going to know. This is the beginning of, you know. Well, humans are also going to know that like, oh, they're spying on you there. So there's misinformation can be done in so many different misinformation, ways. Misinformation, more like piss information. Whoa. I was saving that for tweets, but I decided not to. <laughs> I'm so happy you saved <laughs> it for me, buddy. Yeah, I saved it for the show. <laughs> but the AI, it really is it's happening. It's happening right in front of our eyes. And obviously the military will be the first people to use it, uh, to capitalize on it. But as we see with the wonderful drones that we have now hovering over the streets and the robot dogs in New York City, at some point it will come home to roost. And that's sort of what's happening right now when it comes to these micro drones. You know, people who used to say the fr- birds aren't real. They are real. But man, They're at some around. point. Those people, there's going to be a Venn diagram where they are correct. Uh, The U.S. Air Force is currently developing remote-controlled bird-like micro-drones with flapping wings. Oh, no, this is chasing after the heels of China and Russia as well because they believe that that is the type of shit that we're seeing that's bugging out our jet systems that we believe is UAP. So the micro-drone, it will have the ability to change velocity without the support of high-powered, without the support of a high-powered computer. Uh, That's according to a service release that states the team are using 
using a 2014 patent for this project. The release states controllable forces would be generated by wings based on position and velocity profiles, resulting in time varying wing upstrokes and downstrokes, which at times may be asymmetrical. That is a fancy ass way of saying it flies. It flies here. <laughs> it flies and um, it's going to fucking get you. It's going to be hard to catch with a net and it's going to be hard to shoot it with a gun. Bro, I just got five bug zappers. Dude, with one for proud. each limb. I'm very happy with myself. I already caught three mosquitoes. The micro drone <laughs> could be used for surveillance. Uh, obviously, it can be used uh, for the military. It could stake out targets. Either way, I think uh, it's just when a- we talk about our civil liberties and when we talk about what's the future going to look like for privacy, um, all of our assholes are going to be on camera. Uh, they probably already all are. Well, then Apple's uh, as soon doing as they get the toilet drone. Apple's doing the new thing where they can scan your photos for uh, signs of child abuse. That's going to be interesting and, to and see that how is, that rolls out and, and what that affects people. Well, that's one of those interesting things, because, of course, you read the headline and you're like, great, fuck them. Um, but then the, the road to hell, you oh, know, yeah, and you just wonder shit. what, uh, who knows? all of a sudden, but who also, knows? this is the type of also, shit. Can they plant th- data on your phone? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? And, but this is also the stuff that's couched deep within the world of the new world of UFO disclosure and UAP, right? Because the U, the, if you remember that the big report that came out, the one that we got, the very last blurb was again, and this is why we need more money, <laughs> right? And that they yeah. are, this is what they're spending on. Air Force directed energy report argues defensive force fields may be just on the horizon. We've got force fields. Oh, I was watching demonstrations of new mobile lasers, yeah. like this type of shit. It's like, we are in the future everywhere but here in America, like like where we live our day to day lives, where we're struggling still in the, in the pandemic and doing all of this shit where, uh, you know, poor people are uh, basically being left to die and, well, and people are starving in the streets. And right so now. there's no money to help them, but there's plenty of money to create a wide swath uh, d- l- d- fucking laser force field that can only be used against the tech that only we can even afford to have. So between us, it. yeah, maybe if China, if we're in a full on World War style, like official hot war with China, which is probably never going to happen because not, we owe so much money to them well, already, we, right? We're not going to fight them. You know, people criticize Those the, are the Marvel. only people we can fight with this shit. We people, can't even fight the Taliban with this shit. People criticize the Marvel universe, but they are single handed the reason why we'll never go to war with China. <laughs> Isn't that nice? But, so if you, you know, get a chance, thank Chris Evans. <laughs> Captain America. Uh, not to get too top hatty here, um, but also Biden on the uh, on the uh, southern border. That will be a, uh, a virtual wall is what uh, what he's proposing. So all of that stuff is happening. And, it's just um, wild, dude. It is wild. And as we learn more. Uh, we will obviously bring it to you. And I know, I know everyone does their individual research, which can lead uh, people down very dark paths. So also be, be careful. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Once I got to the end of the, it was about 45 minutes, this neuro weapons like lecture. And I was like, that is enough internet for me for one day. <laughs> I just like closed it. I was just like, I need to go look at a tree. Aww. I need to just go do. I sat is with it Wendy. A tree, though? I was like, also, oh, fuck, what am I? One of my least favorite things that they've ever done. You know, the cell phone towers. Yes. I oh, hate it. Hate it. When they put the little branches on it, fuck you, like dude. the world's worst spy, and it's like I see, I see you. I guess are you trying to hide? They're supposed to. I guess they're doing it for the birds, so that <laughs> the birds can have know. lovely new homes inside of I never these saw structures. A bird on one of the damn things. No, because it's probably the microwaves probably give them fucking tumors and well, shit. Oh, we can't wait to see. We're the test group of the cell phone. Can't wait to see the big well, bulbs we get. I don't actually. They're they are not saying that we have 
any of that. They're, they're, it doesn't Ugh. seem that the, the the 5G is making us gay yet. <laughs> I wish it would. I would. I could go for that. Um, I'm all right. Well, let's also go. you should look at uh, go to the drive and look up this one thing called the strangest encounters with unidentified aircraft we found in the FFA, the FAA's huge database. And there's also like this concept because it's all of these recent weird sightings yeah. of like a gold disc with a cylinder coming out of it or like several discs, cylinders flying. And it's these are commercial airlines. Are you it, just uh, talking about the Olympics? <laughs> I think you were just watching. That's the you're logo. Being, you're being topical today, but it's over already, so it doesn't fucking matter. It's fucking over. Um, well, it was just over. It was fine. The Olympics. Were fine. I love the Olympics. Uh, but this concept of like, how many times have we been on planes? And they fuck. We're flying. We don't know. You, mm-hmm. You're like four fucking vodka oh, V and T's in. It's either drinking my vodkas or sleeping. Right. And you don't know that there is the pilots just flying, and there's like a gold disc like right next to the wings, like. Oh, oh, fuck. With any luck at Sonic the Hedgehog rules, oh. get the ring. Don't even bring up Sonic the Hedgehog. It's all Chris Chan, man. Fucking Sony Chu, man. Oh, exactly. I fucking hate it, man. You need to get Chris Chan <laughs> out of here. I hate this, man. Anyway, we'll of course keep you all up to date in the way, in, in only the way we know how. The, the most, the highest scientific thought. Non-objective. This is journalism. Because <laughs> it's a whole thing. People always say they want us to remain objective. Yeah, because do. that's what makes us like because we're the words of truth here. Hey, brother, we have a hell of a lot more truth on this show than the vast majority yeah. of mainstream media. <laughs> Coming anyway. for you, everyone. There you go. Coming you, for you, fucking the, Wolf Wolf Roxon. What's the name of that guy? Wolf Roxon. Coming is. for you, CNN. There you go. You've nailed it, and I loved it. Live from your grave. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say 
not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, let's go back to Earth. A woman has allegedly chopped up her husband with an axe and asks... And then has asked her children to help dispose of the body. Hey, man, that's why you have kids. Yeah, I guess so. She's oh, 30, she's, 34 year, she's 34 years old. Her name is Thessalonica. Which Thessalonica. I, I kind of love. Hey, good, I like it that does name. Sound, it sounds like a series of books I have to buy. Um, but the Thessalon- Thessalonica the, the, Allen. Thessalonica sounds like a disease you hear a commercial for and you don't know who has it. <laughs> Uh, she was arrested for shooting her husband, Randy Allen. Uh, oh, the old Thessalonica and Randy relationship. Uh, she shot him in the bedroom of their Laporte apartment. Mm-hmm. And then the kids heard the shots and walked into the bedroom. And then Thessalonica allegedly told them to ignore the dying man's pleas to call 911. And then the children, uh, they are teenagers all under the age of 16, uh, were later woken up in the middle of the night um, and their mom needed help to drag the body into the car. So I guess they helped her with that. And I've then never it, gotten it, this call from my mom. No, thank freaking God that my mom has never been like, Benjamin, Benjamin, oh, Benjamin, I that's killed your dad. Voice. I know, that's my She's, only voice. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, after their mother came home the next day with an axe and chopped off Randy's legs, the kids <laughs> helped load uh, his remains <laughs> into a tote, which police later found stuffed in a closet in the daughter's 
bedroom. Oh, my God. Okay, so the police said the children stated that mom had plans to take the vehicle and body to South Bend and set it on fire. Anyway, so that's a story that was different than the other one we covered when we talked about the robots and stuff. But this yeah, is, it is different. I mean, but honestly, at least it's, you know, at least you didn't kill the kids. Is that weird to say? Mm, at least yeah. the kids didn't just get murdered how they always do when the family annihilator kills one and then says, oh, this burden my children have. I think that underst- I think Thessalonica oh. at least understood they can take the burden. Well, do you know what happened? Hmm. So Randy was there and he was helping the children fix a computer. And then they got into a fight once Randy saw a website their mother had visited. The husband and wife then got into an argument in the bedroom. What was the website? Well, we don't know. Two was papers found in the park. Maybe QVC. <laughs> She's buying too much knickknacks. It's it's two big zirconiums. Oh my God! Two papers found in the apartment under the daughter's pillow appeared to be a to-do list with items like hit. Well, this is a quote: "Hit him with a hammer and stab him," and quote. Roll up body in sheets and plastic bags. Mm. Um, and then for some reason, she put that to-do list under her daughter's pillow just to traumatize the kids a little bit more. I so this woman... I that Thessalonica planned it very well. No. I mean, technically, she put, she put a list together. She put it's a better list. better than we plan most of our live shows. <laughs> I will say, uh, the thing about a list, a lot of times people do the list and then they act as if they did the things. Exactly. And I will never fall in that trap. The list isn't the thing. Sometimes people make, make too much... Sometimes the map people is take not the too territory. much time planning. They not do. enough time doing. See? Although, that being said, that's why Henry and I were stuck in the Chicago Air, O'Hare Airport for about 11 hours because we were living not planning i was living not planning <laughs> marcus loves that he loves to hear that oh he hates it um, so much I, I, let's do another story this is this is a lighter story this is way is I, this is honestly so much more of what our our, our <laughs> listenership really really enjoys to hear so i know that we dropped some truth bombs today but this is more important <laughs> um man in china almost dies after inserting live eel into his rectum to cure constipation oh my god this is in kuala lumpur oh. um uh, a man named Jiang Su, he, no, a man, he's not going named, um, I don't know how they managed to keep him Whoa. anonymous. Um, he inserted this 20 minutes, this 20 centimeter eel into his <sighs> rectum, and I do like they, they, they clear it up, they say via his anus. Oh, great, not the second <laughs> rectum that none of us have. He said he almost died when the fish, it scurried its way <clears throat> up into his God. abdomen. Why, why did he do, okay. He said it was from folklore. The treatment was from folklore. Yeah? And it said the eel could help in bowel movements. Now, the thing about folklore is that they're allegorical. So, folklore, they, it what's does the, have okay, lessons. Okay, what's the allegory? Use your fingers. <laughs> Have patience. Understand that like the eel which hides amongst the rocks, it does poke its head out from time to time, but only what it needs to, only what it has to go. The the shit will come out. It will. It has to. Eventually, or you die from impacted balls. But I just feel like overall, there's so many ways to get the poopy out. And I would, I'm not a doctor. I know, breaking news. Um, But I feel like the more things you insert, the more things get stuck. You want to, you want to flush. You don't want to insert. Nothing with blood in it that's not attached to another body. You know what I mean? But that's you know, how I mean, like not a hole of something should th- never go inside of your asshole. True question though. I know we we use slugs. They'll suck out some blood. They take care of you a little bit. Like, apparently, they, yeah, we do can sort of eels, feel some of that. Can eels do anything for us? Do eels? I'm gonna Google it. No, they just rip up your fucking asshole. Well, if they you just stuck, slide if you up, stick them in your this, asshole. Look at this thing. Look at this fucking evil creature. It's a moray eel. That's not even like that's. <gasps> this is not good. That look at his dead eyes. 
It's Shin Godzilla eyes. It's not supposed to be inside your fucking asshole. Well, interestingly enough, one Google search, <laughs> Mr. Oh, research, okay. apparently, according to the first thing that came up on Google, so you know it's real, a flexible and transparent power source uh, was actually inspired by the electric eel. Does it say anything about going up your ass to do fucking, to for, do help with constipation? No, but they were the inspiration for uh, the cardiac pacemaker. Uh, so yeah, because they can't shock you. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can't shock you. Yeah. Um, I can't even come close to imagining the amount of pain that that poor man must have felt. And then, of course, just the embarrassment. And you know doctors have seen it all, but they're still human, so they have to laugh. If 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 you go in and you got to eel up your asshole, and the doctor's going to take it out, but they're allowed to laugh. But you know what's um, the silver lining of this whole story? What's that? The eel lived. <laughs> yep. It's alive. Oh, I mean, actually, it's traumatized. It It'll never go back to normal. It'll never oh. be able to go back to his eel population after we're, after you can imagine the shit you'd get from the oh other eels You're the when you arrive eel. being like, they're like, look, they got a brown noser. Yeah, exactly. Smells like, is Earl the anus eel here? Shut <laughs> oh, up. Yeah, dude, it you were stuck in that anus, it dude. It wasn't my choice, bro. Oh, he's a victim in all of this, isn't he? And somebody, please adopt that buddy eel. Because he's going to need some love. Don't touch these steels. Don't touch the more oh eels. Oh, my gosh. No. All right. Well, there's a couple of series of stories I don't even want to get into this. Like there was two weeks ago because like we took our little break. Thank for the thank you. For the, honestly, for p people that were uh, we do love the people love the shows. You guys were good and patient. You I mean, we, gave, we had shows. Yeah, we had shows. Yeah, it's, it's, like, you know, it's our version of a vacation. But during the vacation, the uh, there was a rash of cat murders. That I don't even want now, to get into because it triggers that? people. There's yeah, just, I don't it, like that. It just happened in it happened in Olympia. It happened in Michigan. It happened in Brighton in the UK. Several people. There was a cat what? killer. He sentenced to five years after he murdered sixteen cats. Which is that's why a is he killing all these cats? Because I guess it's easier to do than human women. It's better to do as well. I mean, but I just feel like <laughs> is don't, it better? Yes, it is. Always killing an animal is better than killing a person. Sure. Unless that person is poaching an animal that we love, like the elephant or the giraffe. I hate that. And then they, the poachers, I'll hunt the poachers. You ever think about that? I anyway, do. Anyway, so people are killing cats. Let's talk about this story because you don't think about librarians very often anymore, do you? No. And you especially don't think about librarians as the orders of or orators of pornography. I, I honestly, I more think of them as that. <laughs> then I think of them in, as their job. I'm sorry to librarian listeners out there, but yes. I love the librarian. I, the librarian look is a common trope that is enjoyable. So this dude, apparently he kept on calling this library hmm. and he would ask them to read the Supreme Court decision on porno. And then as the librarian, if they did this, as they were reading, he would violently masturbate. Hmm. So for weeks, an unknown man called libraries around the country looking for a specific Supreme Court court opinion uh, to, for someone to read to him. As the librarians complied, it became clear that he was pleasuring himself to the words of the court, which means Antonin Scalia, um, which means Clarence Thomas, which means some of the more elderly, disgusting people, Stephen Breyer. Mm. This man was just hearing their words interpreted through the mind of a librarian and got violently hard. I wish I could get aroused by C-SPAN. You know how much easier that would be if your porno choice is just in plain sight? I think it turns into Matt Gaetz. Every day is exciting. 
thing is, it turns you to Matt Gates. It turns you to one of those guys. Where <laughs> just Gates. your spurdance makes you hard. Um, what a scumbag. But this, uh, I like this term. So this uh, there was a couple of, of the librarians, they spoke about it. Um, he calls from a block number. He has hit multiple libraries across the country. And I do like that this is the way he he pitches it. So, if you get a block number asking you to read Brady v. Maryland wiki article while he, quote-unquote, writes it out by hand. Oh, my hang God. Up, because that's what he's doing. Because then you can hear the scrub, Because I bet he thought that it would sound like he was just scribbling when he was masturbating. But I bet he made, he, he bet made some sort of audible pleasure noises. So, apparently, this guy, he's got a, he's got a reputation now. And so, this is a last podcast side stories. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert? If you are a librarian, do not answer the phone if it's an unblocked number. Because or who was phone? The masturbator. The man <gasps> masturbating to Supreme Court decisions. Also, you know what? You know how you beat him? You masturbate right back at don't, him. I don't think that's fire how you beat him. Fire. Actually, you know what? The idea of someone being pleasured other than him would probably be a turnoff. So oh, yeah. Break. Well, I'll touch him a clint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to call me masturbating? Well, I'm going to touch me looking clint that you beat <laughs> That's it, you get them. That's your impression of a librarian? <laughs> you no, know, not all of them. They're very quiet. Very the ones nice. in Queens. Well, I don't know if there's many libraries in Queens. There anymore. are libraries in Queens. How many are there? I don't fucking know. There was one uh, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I believe it got shut down. One of them. Which is quite unfortunate, but um, libraries in Queens, what do we got? There's oh, 61. There's 61? Yeah, man. You can jerk off at everyone, a single one of them if you want to. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Woodhaven Library. That's where I was from. Oh. That's where my, I used where you learned to read. <laughs> well, I did. didn't masturbate one time. I saved it for my house. They did have the uh, Playboy section in the Stevens Point Library. I never went over to it. I thought the, uh, I don't, we just stole Wait pornos. Wait a second, they had Playboys at the library? They did, I think. So, did you go to, like, a library for truckers? <laughs> Janitors? No, most libraries I think do have a little bit of smut. Side stories, lpotl at gmail.com. Tell us what porn you got at your library. You know they still also sell. It's so funny at the airport in the back of the magazine section. I'm Andy Rooney. License plates. Why do I care where you're from? Um, but you do see the back section where they still sell the pornos. Who brings the porno on the airplane? Not I, to be Jerry Seinfeld, but who, bring, who buys the smut? And then what do you do with it? I guess you jerk off in the hotel room or you jerk off in the Delta lounge. I don't know. I just feel like the Internet has brought us so much better porno than Cherry's big red hot liquors. Uh, that of course, you can get right there at JFK because who's more aroused than when you're at the JFK airport. God, I love the airport. All right. Well, let's but talk about I this. I think it's time for Hero of the Week. Is it? Well, let's do this one story really quick because this, you know what? This is a hero adjacent. Uh, this woman, she sued McDonald's after an advertisement for the cheeseburger that she saw, which is a triple cheeseburger that I must say looks delectable. I mean, that's it, the fake food photography version of that, I mean, I, of that sandwich. I know. You ever see those where they're like, you know, it's just glue. And I'm like, that glue looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole it's, thing is just, it's just toothpicks and glue. And I'm like, well, then you, you, you have you with your eyes. Yeah, serve it over here. Then. So uh, I'm not even going to. Kesna Ovachinkova, something like that. She's from Russia. Uh, she came, She claimed she saw a McDonald's ad and then she was forced to break her fast because it looks so freaking good. So now she's suing McDonald's. For what, like thought crimes? Well, she's an Orthodox Christian from Omska, 
Russia, OMSK. She claims that seeing the ad really helped her, really forced her to break her fast. This was in 2019, but the story is recent. She's still on litigation for this two years later? I think she doesn't have a lot to do. Uh, at the time, she says she was attempting to stay away from meat and other animal products. Um, which I, I think meat is the main one there. Yeah. But uh, maybe mayonnaise or something like that. Yeah, she said she didn't want to have any meat byproducts, poultry, eggs, or dairy the entire period. Uh, but apparently, she didn't love God more than she loved this advertisement. Yeah, that's the thing. It just shows how weak your love for your precious God is. And you know how much this thing cost her? A thousand rubles, which is 14 bucks. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's a thousand rubles. That's for $14. Wow. Thousand rubles. Yeah, for th- for a triple cheeseburger. Oh, she still bought it. Also, a fucking heretic. I hope she was burned to the fucking stake. She was fasting. Nailed her to a cross. She was fasting for sixteen years. I mean, that's a lot. You know what? No though? meat for sixteen years. Catholicism and the, the Christianity didn't even call for that. No, they loved their fish fries and everything else. Um, we do know. I do know a lot of people who are vegan, and then they go away for one weekend, and then they just Pop start it. eating meat. They yeah, just, of course they do. It's just so funny. So this being must, be, because being a vegan is very difficult. More than not, hard. even though it's it's uh, it can lead to a very healthy lifestyle, but it seems to also be more of an attitude choice. It can be. Sometimes. Never become. Uh, I'm just gonna go with Pendulette. Because he was fat, and then he became a vegan, and then he yells at you all the time. No, I'm done. Yeah, eat whatever you want, man, but don't come after me, man. I'm the one. I'm keeping the cow population down, dude. We don't want them getting. We don't want them proliferating it up. No, no, no. no. We're keeping them down, bro. They get too big. They get too big. They get too big. They run around. All of a sudden, we can have all these. We don't want all these cows crowding our highways, crowding our trainways, <laughs> getting in front way of our FedEx deliveries. Right? We can't have that. Oh, that would be absolutely horrible. I did just see a picture of a cow that has a bunch of muscle because he has a, some condition. Probably uh, not good meat. Probably keeping him alive. Um, so yeah, mm. she says by this point I had already been fasting for a month. But when I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself. I visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger. In the actions, McDonald's says I see a violation of the. Cons- Consumer protection law, and I asked the court to investigate if a violation has taken place. I don't even know um, what that means. I have a feeling that it's not going to go anywhere. Um, yes. All right. Well, there we go. Okay, let's do hero of the week. It's a hero of the week. What? A, um, that is a heck of a hero story. of the week, bitch. This week's Hero of the Week is a good Samaritan who simply goes by Tony when a lawn care worker saw a neighbor having a seizure in his car and begged for help as the victim convulsed. Florida homeowners screamed at them, get off our lawn. The good Samaritan identified only as Tony. He said he recognized the victim and he knew he was he knew where he lived and ran to his house to alert his wife. The department called Tony a hero, crediting his quick quick actions with saving the driver's life. When the neighbor screamed, get the man out of here, have him die somewhere else. It was a sad moment for Tony, (laughs) but he kept at it. The department posted on Facebook, Tony who's often been seen pushing the lawnmower in the neighborhood, saw the emergency as he was on Dunes Road in Palm Beach Gardens in a neighborhood with many modest mid-century ranch homes. Without thinking twice, Tony ran up to the rolling car and grabbed the fender to try to stop it from rolling down the street further. According to the sheriff, it ran over Tony's foot, but thankfully he had a steel toe boot on him. Whoa. So he's all good. And when the car ended up on the unhelpful neighbor's lawn, Tony begged and screamed for help to no avail. When the victim recovered, he asked the sheriff's office for Tony's phone number so he could call and thank him. And then he met up with Tony on Wednesday and gave him a big hug. So anyway, that one resident um, is a total psycho. 
And then um, can you imagine having to live by them the whole time? No, I can't imagine. They just imagine. want you to die. They're, oh, yeah. In, in, this is in Florida, I believe. Oh, yeah, man. Of course. Yeah, in Florida, it's like death zone currently. Yeah. So thank you, Tony, for not listening to the to the snooty Karens or Kevins or whatever those terms are now that your kids are using. And uh, don't let those bastards get you down <laughs> when you're saving a life. I say we switch into Kevins. Sure, Kevin. I think I've heard once. Kevins. Um, what about... Um, Claire's, I don't know. I like Claire's are nice. Karen's are also fine. I know a lot of nice Karen's. My favorite uh, casino waitress over there at Mandalay Bay is named Karen. Yeah, Karen Free to design all the costume work for yeah. Your Pretty Face Go to Hell is an incredible person and a wonderful artist. So she's whatever not a, name. She's not a bitch. No, whatever name. Everyone has one of those names in their heads and because of personal experience mm. where they don't like that person. I um, have I have two bad Angelas in my life. Two bad Angelas. Yes. Okay, we can go with but an I, Angela. But I like them. Sure. Sure. I like, I like the the other Angelas I've met. I'm going to go with Chester. He Mac. was our music teacher. Uh, not a molester, but naturally, as you can imagine. Yeah, it does sort of lend towards being right. a child molester, being named Chester. I mean, Chester the molester it just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, what can you do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. It wasn't our fault that that was his name. English was made to rhyme by people a long time ago. That's right. Um, all right. But the, all right. So Thank here's you, some letters from the listeners. We have a lot of listeners. We, we got a lot of letters over the last like two weeks. So... I, there's a couple of just reoccurring themes I just wanted to bring okay. up and ring one and, and read a couple. Uh, one reoccurring theme was talking about the things that you wish you had not seen um, <laughs> from your parents and what it does to you. Um, like this one hmm. man talking about how his relationship with his mother was forever destroyed when he found a picture on her phone. Like they already ha were having problems when he found a picture on her phone, um, full frontal nude, just really taking a big, huge purple dildo inside of her. And that was really difficult for oh, him to, to get just, over. That just means her, his mom's a human being. Healthy and, sexual yeah, woman. Just think about that. I think about health, healthy and sexual. Your, your mother is. I used to, uh, I didn't know, uh, you know my mom had those fake, uh, those, those, um, Fake boobies that felt like chicken cutlets. Oh, yeah, they go in the bra. bra. Yeah, 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 I used to play with those when I was like seven. That's fun. I still play with those. Yeah. Um, and then there was another story of a man going through, uh, a young person going through their uh, father's night dresser, the night drawer, the drawer next to the bed, never do that, and finding one single solitary printed out picture of him 69ing with another man, um, <laughs> which is, again, that's what you get. You deserve that. And I hope that, that is, I hope it scars you forever, unfortunately. The closer to the bed, the more sensitive the material. So do not go in any drawers close to the bed because that's where you're going to find all your toys, your zigzags, your whip bops. I mean, who knows what they're oh, doing? Who knows? Um, here's a story that I find interesting. Just know, again, when you guys send us our letters, we absolutely love them. You should just like maybe take this as maybe it's a fun thing to bring up at a party. Maybe it's been debunked, but we'll find out. You guys always tell us. So tell me what you think of this. Um, did we talk about how sharks don't usually attack humans? This is off of our USS Indianapolis episode that we did right before our break. Um, because we're not their usual food sources, which oh. is true. But he also, we, we talked about how humans sometimes don't taste good to apex predators. So a couple of years ago, I went on safari. And the first day out, we witnessed a group of lions take down and eat a couple of war dogs, oh, both my. metal and horrible. Oh. Um, and I was talking to the guides about how safe it was for us to be a few meters away in open-sided jeeps while they had no guns. They told us not to worry because they don't see us as food. The only time you would be in trouble is if you were out on your own and you were unlucky enough to come across a hungry one. This had happened a couple of years ago, which led to a whole bunch of problems. Because hmm. apparently, this is according to these safari guides, human flesh tastes particularly good to land predators because we're the only animals that they would eat that add salt 
to our diets. Ooh, we're pickled. We are salty. Our meat could actually be salty, which is delicious compared to the unseasoned warthog that the lion is normally used to. So we're just... Every and then once they get a taste for it, they can't eat anything else. So every time we put seasoning on our food, we're seasoning ourselves mm. as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, so if they're just, really hungry, they do eat us. At what point do they realize that we're delicious? And even when they're full, they eat us. They have to. That's what they said. They get a taste for human flesh and then they become man eaters and then they have to be shot in the head. Oh. Which is unfortunate. Again, unless they unless they kill a poacher. That's kind of fun. Uh, kill a poacher. That would be fucking sweet. Poacher. I love this. I've, I've seen so much footage of poachers getting murdered by animals. I'm fine with it's it. A good, it's a good little uh, rabbit hole for yep. you. Um, this is the story of what it's like uh, when you get uh, die when you die from steam. Oh, Jesus. Um, so I don't want to die an, like broccoli. You man. don't want to die like broccoli. Um, I was on an aircraft carrier, and I worked the engine room as a nuclear power plant mechanic. During training, we got to see all of the gruesome ways you can die in an engine room. Steam leaks were some of the first things we addressed because once you lose steam, the whole ship is a sitting duck. Oof. No electrical power besides the backup diesel generators and no power to the engines. When a space is filled with superheated steam, meaning steam that is far, far beyond the temperature of boiling water, our steam ran well above a few hundred degrees Fahrenheit and 1,000 PSI. It is super dangerous. Ooh, it's you coming at you fast. Oh, yeah. And you can't see super, you can't see superheated steam. Huh. Like, you can see regular steam coming off of boiled water. It's a pressurized jet of steam that can literally cut you in half Whoa. if you walk past it if there is a small leak. In the case of the Indianapolis, the boiler base basically let off everything at once, filling the entire engine room with 400 plus degree steam. Imagine the air itself being as hot as a frying pan. Your exposed skin just burns off instantly. Any clothes that are made out of polyester melt to the skin underneath (laughs) it. I hate it. In this instantaneous moment of having every inch of skin burned as if you were dipped into a KFC fryer, you scream once. When you try to Uh, inhale... The esophagus and lungs are instantly parboiled. They are cooked. You either pass out from pain and shock, hopefully, or asphyxiate, or for a couple of seconds and pass out from lack of oxygen since you inhaled air that is full of water in the form of steam. It's probably the most painful way to die in less than 10 seconds. So that's what he basically said. He said, you don't want it to be like that. I guess it's over fast. That is freaking brutal. Um, And this is a story that I asked about specific crimes. Uh And we talked a little bit about big data today. And I think that this is fascinating. Now, I don't, I'm not trying to incriminate this person in any way, shape or form, because again, the way this writer talked about this, this is a thought exercise to imagine if it could happen. Okay. Imagine that this happened. Imagine a person work for Big Pharma where results of clinical trials and drug development progress is a big deal. Mm. Everything is kept under the strict lock and key. It's kept under strict lock and key until results are announced to the public, shareholders and shit, with the, ex- with the exception of COVID vaccines. They fucking share everything in that case, unrelated to the story. Okay. Knowing what other companies are doing is essentially for, is essential for making multi-billion dollar decisions concerning drug development, essentially corporate espionage, much, is much more common than you realize. I, lo- I love my job. And have been a major part of developing drugs and making positive changes for children with blood disorders. But occasionally I had to investigate what progress our rivals had made so we could either make a better product or adapt our strategy. Okay. Um, This is an oddly specific. There is an oddly specific black market for drug development in which traditional quote unquote 
honeypot methods are used. In case you've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In case you've never heard of that, unlikely, this is where a target is seduced and either blackmailed or had things stolen afterwards. So as an aside, I'm a gay man and a medical doctor, specifically a blood specialist. Uh, So who knows? I may. Let's just say I have been assigned to find and seduce men that have access to clinical trial data that has not yet been released to the public. Whoa! There's four parts, there's four parts to this plan. Number one, the honeypot that does the seduction and ultimately steals the data. Two, the driver or quote-unquote Uber that comes and collects the data, usually on a drunk drive. Three, the handler that coordinates all of the activity. Number four, the broker that sells it on the dark web after a period of time. This is espionage. All the data is given first to Big Pharma that is paid for the acquisition, and after a period of time, the data is leaked on the dark web to the highest bidder. It varies a lot depending on the drug and and patent cliff and a bunch of other boring shit that I hate talking about because it feels like verbal lobotomy. Mm. That's from the guy. Um, There's a very specific part of the Code of Federal Regulations called 21CFR Part 11 that outlines something called audit trails that I'll get to in a second. One particular assignment, hypothetically. Let's say this didn't happen. None of this happened. Hypothetically. Let's just say, hypothetically. If I did it. I was asked to go and borrow data from a laptop belonging to an older man that was staying in a hotel in Charleston, South Carolina, and in the closet, right? You can't steal the whole laptop. Was or it else Lindsey who, Graham? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Was it Lindsey? I don't know. Whoever's laptop, it will. They will alert Big Pharma IT, and the laptop will immediately be tracked down. So it's much more practical to use an encrypted jump drive. And use an encrypted jump drive for a more subtle touch that buys you time before alarms go off in the system. Nobody thinks about their laptop post-coitus. Oh! Right? The honeypot is either tasked with buying a stock phone, usually an Android from a Walmart or Dollar General, or is provided one in a dead drop, where it's just an dropped Android? in a fucking, yeah, like... At the Dollar General, you can get a phone now? Yeah, you just get whatever, one of the burner phones, right? Well, that's not a dollar, though. Then you use WhatsApp or Kick, uh, and then that's where you handle, you work with the handler that's supposed to get you, right? Given the... This is how the way they work it out, right? So given the current 2-1 CFR rules... This constitutes a broken audit trail and can't be attributable, right? But to all of this kind of, you basically, hmm. you do is you break down uh, exactly what Lines I'm doing and who's telling me yeah. what to do it, right? And then you go and you meet this person on a gay dating app that could be maybe called Grinder, and you find the target that you had unpublished data on a new diabetes drug that had amazing potential as a honeypot, hypothetically. And as an aside, so as an aside, we had this amazing drug, but we needed to change our strategy. So this is a win-win, right? So in my experience, there are always these older middle-aged men that were in the closet, so they can't risk about being exposed and then they enjoy the company of men during corporate travel. So oh. once I found them, I would flirt and do anything to end up in their hotel room. And once the deed was done and the target likely highly intoxicated, I would use an encrypted jump drive that nondescript copies everything on the laptop. Either oh. the following morning or the same night, the honeypot would order an Uber and the jump drive was left in the car after that all burner phones and whatsapp accounts are deleted and discarded and getting rid of the handler and the broker break contact in a similar way and you only kind of have an overview of what happens after that well that is a fantastic um i'm thinking tom clancy so there needs to be a movie about that who thinks about uh big pharma and espionage and undercover work but there's big there is espionage within uh the uh hollywood system 
You of really can't. This is the truth. You cannot talk about it. If you have a good idea, you don't talk about it in a restaurant in Los Angeles. Thank God I'm, not, uh, I'm not too concerned. You don't talk about it at bars. You don't talk about because people listen. I they don't listen. Think, no, no, birdies no. everywhere. They listen. I have been talking about my strip club gapers. Gapers is big, but we're looking for investors tainters. on gapers. Yeah, we're looking for investors on that. All um, we need is, listen. $20 million. I we can make gapers yeah. happen. I loudly scream disinformation wherever I go. P- disinformation? Yeah. More like piss information. You are absolutely incorrigible. I'm really enjoying myself with my verbal puns. And that's why you just got to love your own mind. You Honestly, you do. Because we, we're stuck in it. I'm stuck in it. You got to yeah. love your own mind. You got to laugh. Just think about the fact other people can't don't know. What's going on inside of your mind? And you're, in yet. your mind, you're you're stripping them nude. You're blowing them up with explosives. You're making them the lord of the underworld, covered in a sea of rats, and turn them into like you know a half human, half rat hybrid. Or or maybe you're making them into like an angel, like a cherub, <laughs> sexless almost. No pieces, no genitals, no holes, nothing to fuck. Just something that you're looking at someone, but you don't know that I'm doing that to you. No, and so the whole you can time, laugh. the whole time you're just sitting on the Supreme Court. <laughs> Here in cases. Here in cases. Yep. Know. And then that's why you got to live. You do. Knowing that I hope that if I don't try to latch a baby, one of our friend's babies, to my breast, that I start generating milk. I don't think that you will, my friend. They won't let me do it. I they don't won't think they let me should. try it. Oh, my goodness. Well, strange segue to that. Congratulations um, <laughs> to uh, Cena and Cosmo <laughs> for their beautiful baby uh, hero. He's just he's, he's so, doing great. He's everyone is doing so the good. The first course, one, man. Babies having babies. I can't believe these 39 year olds are having babies. Is it weird that I don't I don't think that they're a, I know they're adults. Yes. I, I, I don't think people should be able to drive until 45. <laughs> Kids 56. <laughs> I don't know. All right, everyone. Well, um, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to see you on the road. Well, yeah, you fuckers. We're coming out um pay attention to whatever your theaters tell you about the various vaccine guidelines we have no clue what's going on with that but buy tickets for des moines buy two tickets yeah. for Amy here um, we still got some things left uh and we cannot wait yes absolutely st paul sold out uh paps theater in milwaukee damn near sold out so make sure you get those tickets and the same thing for des moines and omaha we can't wait to see you can't wait all to see you and uh, yeah and of course you know again as henry said we don't know with the ever-moving uh, COVID protocol, but if whatever we're all the, vaccinated, we're going to do what, do what you got to do. Do what makes you feel comfortable. I don't think anybody should feel ostracized for doing anything that they got to do to keep their brains together. Absolutely. But, uh, of course, we will let you know what's going on there. Be safe and take care of others. And there's nothing wrong with getting that little pokey poke. Get that fucking pokey oh, poke. Oh, that went to Ralph's to get mine. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. They were like, and you got it from Ralph. I wish. I, I never fucking met Ralph yet. Fuck yeah. fucking, where's Ralph? Where's Ralph? Where's Ralph? All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. You die? <laughs> yeah, I'm close. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. 
McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Can I be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers? ba da ba ba